This is Carte Blanche, the podcast. One story every day that matters. Delve into the issues that impact you. Whether you're in need of a better understanding of the world around you or simply seeking inspiration or unique perspectives, you'll find it all here. These days, it seems not a single rugby match passes without some sort of refereeing controversy. A red card dished out here, a try disallowed there, and those on the wrong end of the calls aren't shy of making their voices heard. Not even our director of rugby, Rossi Erasmus, can resist calling out questionable decisions. But are the naysayers right to suggest the standard of refereeing is threatening the sport? Or are officials simply struggling with too many complex laws? Who better to help answer these questions than broadcaster and rugby commentator Olanjinga? I've had the privilege of covering the wonderful game of rugby union as a broadcaster for almost 20 years. I'm one of over half a billion fans that have made it one of the most popular sports in the world. It's easy to see why. At its best, it is a spectacle filled with wondrous tries, crunching tackles, and nail-biting drama. But while it continues to grow in popularity, it remains one of the hardest to referee. The most important person on the rugby field is, without doubt, the referee, required to make hundreds of decisions in each game. If he gets it right, he's hardly mentioned. But should he get it wrong? He's mercilessly attacked on social media, leading to the kind of uproar sparked by Rassi Erasmus' latest Twitter outburst. Rugby's laws are probably the most complicated in any sport. I mean, there's so many laws that each breakdown, I can actually give a penalty every time, each way. That's what makes it difficult and that's what makes the good referees good. Former Springbok captain Victor Manfield knows the pressure modern referees face. I think you can't get away with anything these days. I think in the past there was a lot of things that were missed, but it was missed both ways. Now with TMOs, they come in, they show things, and everything is under a microscope. With so many laws to police, a television match official or TMO is supposed to provide an additional pair of eyes, but former Bog attack coach Brain has concerns. I've got a big problem, though, where I feel it happens with the slow motion as soon as you freeze frame it down, it's a total different picture, like on a late tackle. If I see that happens late, that one prop of in Australia, an Italy guy, he, he was playing, coming around, and, he, and, and, and was in the wrong channel, and he live, it was just sort of okay. But if you freeze frame it, it looked 10 times worse. Take try-saving tackle on Magazole Mapimpi by Australian winger Marika Korebete. Finds Am and Mapimpi. Makazola Mapimpi! What a tackle! What a tackle! If no one had the luxury of slow motion, Karibeti's one, no problem. But as soon as I slowed it down, I, I almost went from penalty to yellow to is, it, is this not a red? A try saver. Another penalty. example involved Bok flanker Peter Steff Tudoy, who was inadvertently pushed by his own players into the face of French centre Jonathan Dundee. 
when I saw it, I knew it was going to be a red card because with what the loss is at the moment, face-to-face -face with impact, unfortunately, it's a red card. You know, Peter Steff went in great body position. What the, from a coaching point of view, nothing wrong. And then the timing of Kwaha, as he and Damien Dalinda, as they hit him in, he couldn't stop himself. Now I could see it on his face. I coached that guy. I know his passion. I know everything about him. There was no way in the world. He's not a foul or dirty player. It's not in him. While player safety is a priority for world rugby, have the laws become too pedantic? Yes, they want to keep the game safe. But I mean, we as rugby players, we make the decision to play this game. We know there's a risk of getting injured, getting maybe concussion, break a leg. That's part of the game. He's taken out of the air. With the box down to 14 men, later in the game, Le Bleu captain Antoine Dupont would also be sent from the field, unfairly in Matfield's view. I thought he looked at the ball, he was over the shoulder. It can never be a red card because he was watching the ball. He didn't even see. For me, the only time there should be a red card, if there's intent and you wanted to hurt someone, you come from the side, you punch someone, swinging arms straight to the neck or something like that, that should be a red card. I think where things have gone at this stage with red cards is just absolutely crazy. Oh no, that's contact in the air from Cheslin Colby on Conor Murray. I think the main problem at this stage is too many laws. Fred Berger is a former international referee. I can take you back to the 80s when I refereed without yellow card, without a red card, without without being being linked up with your touch judges. You were the sole judge of facts and law on the field. And you've got to produce. There's too many cooks at the moment sporting the broth. We've got to simplify the game, for starters. We have to have fewer laws. Instead of eight things to focus at the line-out, trim it down to focus on two, three things, because it's very, very tough now. And if line-outs are a technical nightmare, who among us has any idea about what's going on at scrum time? That happens so quickly. Well, to me, it's a lottery. It happens instantly, and he's going to make a decision. If you get someone in a box with a team that's a specialist in the front row, I think they'll make much better decisions at scrum time. Once that scrum goes down, you can have two views before they get up and you can actually give a call through to the referee. Remember, it's 30 versus 1. And this poor guy in the middle, he's got to impress 30 players for 80 minutes. And then after the match, he goes on the field, he's got the two coaches to face. So it's not an easy job. Especially when a coach like Rassi Erasmus uses social media to spotlight referee mistakes. I don't think Rassi is the only, the only coach in the world um, that's got problems. I think all the coaches at the moment, if you take them and you ask them the same question, um, they, all have, they all have their problems about the rugby state of emergency. You've worked with him, you know him very well. He's an incredibly passionate coach. Why do you think he's opted to use particularly social media to get his message across. I truly believe that a lot of his stuff comes from his heart. Everything for him is about the, the team and the hard stuff. And he really got involved so much with this fact that he wants to prove everyone wrong through social media. So if you ask me straight away, was Rossi right? No, he was wrong. Use the protocol because you cannot, in my opinion, 
keep on going that route. And then he got warned, and, that, and, he, and yet he carried on. Even though Erasmus was banned for two games, relationships are seemingly on the mend. Last Thursday, Rassi met with World Rugby for what has been described as positive discussions around recent events and match official communications in general. Ahead of next year's World Cup, rugby has never been more competitive with games more often than not being decided by a single score. This makes the decisions made by a referee more crucial than ever before. We've seen in the women's final uh, World Cup, for the first time women's rugby, 50,000 people in the stadium, millions of people watching it. Again, 15 minutes into a game, a red card, and now you get 15 versus 14 for 60 minutes in a World Cup final. Don't want to see that. World rugby are making it much more technical, and the answer is they should simplify the whole thing much more. Get few laws, fewer things, and we might save our beautiful game. So is it a case of too many cooks spoiling the broth, or should the International Rugby Board consider scaling back on over-increasing laws, which, according to Victor Matfield, are ruining the beauty of the game? We'd love to hear your thoughts. Remember, you can now access Carte Blanche stories anytime, anywhere, even offline. Carte Blanche, the podcast, is now available on all major podcast platforms. So be sure to hit that follow or subscribe button and be part of our growing online family.